The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about the eight skills that you need to improve in order to improve your email marketing. There's loads of things in life where we like compartmentalize our skills at Longwood, and we don't realize that something that you learned to do in like a previous career or a hobby or something can totally be transplanted and used in somewhere else. And these are the kind of skills that you think, huh, I've, I've kind of learned that or I'm going to learn that or I wanted to learn that. And actually it's going to have a side benefit, a byproduct of that is going to be that your email marketing is going to get better. Before we get into it, if you would like our list of the top 10 books that we recommend to improve your email marketing, hint, some of the skills actually match what we're going to talk about in this episode. That is just one of the resources that you'll find over at emailmarketingheroes.com slash resources. So he made it to three minutes through a workout from the Insanity DVD. How long are those workouts? It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And his playlist includes The Beautiful South, Deacon Blue and Tracy Chapman. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. So how come you only made it three minutes into like the 40 minute workout of insanity? <laughs> well, that's all that jumping up and down. I kept dropping me chips. <laughs> <laughs> I actually only have it by accident. Cause do you remember you bought two of them? Yes, I don't know how. I was thinking, oh, well, I've got two hands. <laughs> do you wish everybody would buy two of your digital products? Like, this one wasn't digital, but um, yes, I do remember. I, I somehow accidentally bought two. Very strange. I've never opened it. It's still in the cellophane. That's some qu- quality marketing. Quality marketing from the note right there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hello. This is the show where we give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every single Email Marketing Wednesday. (laughs) You're sticking with this Email Marketing Wednesday catchphrase. It's not going to catch on, fella. It's not going to catch on. In fact, I think people should start tweeting and Instagramming with hashtag Email Marketing Wednesday. <laughs> don't, don't, D- just don't. Do it. Do if you it. are going to do it, though, take a photograph or a screenshot as you're listening to the podcast and share that on Instagram or Twitter. And you can tag us at Robin Kennedy, of course. With hashtag email marketing Wednesday. <laughs> and while you've got your phone in your hand, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on this show every single email marketing Wednesday. So, I know we, like, we, we notoriously don't edit this podcast. I'm going to hire somebody to start editing this podcast who can just like bleep you out. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, with a brand new episode every... Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Beep. Uh, I love it. So it is interesting. People, you know, you think about the skills that you need to, because we love learning stuff and buying programs, studying new stuff, going on courses, this kind of thing, to obviously amp our business up in every level. But it is interesting. There's so many peripheral skills that you need to bring together that will actually improve your email marketing. One of my favourites as you know, obsessed with, is storytelling. I'm obsessed with looking at why storytelling works because I'm really nerdy when it comes to neuroscience and stuff like that. But if you really study great storytelling, the point of great storytelling is it captures attention. It keeps attention. It gets people to emotionally engage. And it usually gets people to be transformed or different, feeling different, thinking different, doing different things 
by the end of it. You've actually taken somebody on a journey. I think a lot of email marketing suffers from the idea, like, you don't really go anywhere. You just go, tomorrow he's going to rock up and tell us that that uh, you've got to buy his email marketing course again, this this Robert Temple guy, you know. And, um, the truth is, your email marketing should move people from one place to another. So I think if we can spend time studying really good storytelling, and you can do that from books, reading good books, reading good fiction, reading terrible fiction, studying what what storytelling is, but also watching good films, watching good TV series. TV series are really good at this because they've got to keep you coming back so you will binge watch them. If you look at the kind of things that people like Netflix do when they launch or Prime or something like that, when they launch a new series, they do very particular things in a certain order in their TV series that are above and beyond just telling the nice story or the terrible story that they're telling. They do particular things to psychologically hook us in because they know if we do that, we'll spend more time on the platform. We'll spend more time binging and completing the whole thing. Video games are another really good example of this. If you play really good video games, like I love my PS4, so like Ghost of Tsushima and other video games are really good I've been playing a game called It Takes Two, which is like a, a co-op two-player game you play with your friends. And the the emotional, psychological storytelling hooks of these brilliant games that make millions and billions of dollars are absolutely awesome. And we can learn from them and think, how do we weave them into what we're doing with our emails? Of course, what we're constantly looking to do is to make our emails stuff that people want to open. They want to look inside them. Now, think about storytelling. People go and buy tickets to go to storing te- storytelling competitions and events to hear people telling stories. Every time you go to a party or any kind of social gathering, you've got stories you'll end up telling and you want to drag other people in to start telling stories and all of that great stuff. So we know that stories are compelling because you like telling them and you like hearing them from other people as well. If you want to hear a really good stor- bunch of storytelling, There's a really fabulous podcast that I highly recommend, and it's called The Moth. The Moth, as in the, I think a bit like a butterfly. And it is all storytelling, and it's recordings of these moth, uh, they're called story slams or story jams or something like that, which happen right across, I think only in the States, but absolute world-class, the best storytelling you'll ever hear. Definitely go and check that out uh, because that's where you're going to hear some of the best storytelling. The second skill that you need to master is offer creation. At the end of the day, you're going to use your emails in order to tell stories and build value and build relationships and then move people towards wanting to buy your thing. And the thing is, if the, if the thing you've got is not particularly attractive or appealing, if it isn't a no-brainer offer that somebody is going to want to snap your hand off for, then you are going to struggle. So it's really important to study the psychology and the understanding of what makes an offer good. For example, a lot of us uh, have fallen into the trap, and maybe this will sound familiar to you, of saying, right, what would I want to buy if I was my customer? And not realizing that, well, you're not the customer. And the minute you start selling to the customer, you no longer can be the customer, even if you once were in that position. You can't possibly think with the true unbiased mindset of the customer. You really need to be able to do that. And so your offer is basically a combination of the thing you're selling, the thing that it's going to do for them, the way in which it's packaged and delivered 
offered, the way, the angle from which it's offered, the price that it is, and the way in which they get it. All of those things kind of like meld together to make the offer, the thing that you're going to present. And so it's a lot more than it's a, an ebook about gardening and it's $37. You have to dig a bit deeper into it than that. You have to think about the angle from which it's presented, the reasons why they should buy it and why they should buy it now as opposed to next week or next summer when the sun comes back out again. So you really want to put some time and attention into figuring out how do I create and frame a thing that people really want to buy? Yeah, without really good offers, you know, you can't send people, to, you know, if you, we have this saying that we use, which is if you advertise a turd, you're just showing a lot of people a turd. And we're not saying your, your, your actual product's a turd itself, but actually, if your offer, the way you're presenting it, is not completely captivating, then it's not going to perform the way that you want it to perform. It's like if you go, if you hear about something that's probably really good, you click on the link in the email, and you get to the sales page and you go, yeah, I just don't get it though. Like it's, it's messy and it's all laid out and the font's all weird and the, the text's all spaced apart. There's loads of... All that stuff's getting in the way. Your offer needs to stand out. It needs to be unique. It needs to tell people, hey, this is different to the things you've tried in the past or you've heard of in the past for these particular for these particular reasons. And they can include all the stuff that Rob was just talking about. So um, definitely look at how good are you at positioning your offer? Because you could take any product and come up with unlimited numbers of offers. And that will massively increase, by finding the one that works, you will definitely increase your sales conversions. So offer creation and coming up with and fine-tuning your offer is definitely a huge bit. The third one is actually your campaign structure. That is your ability to come up with a fresh angle, a new thing to say, a new reason to email each day or every single day that you're emailing that email campaign. There's no point in on your first day that you're putting the product on sale of showing up and going, hey, I've got this really cool yoga mat that does this, that, and the other. And then the second day going, hi, it's me again. I've got this really good yoga mat that does this, that, and the other. And then on day three going, ah, this, that, and the other. I've got a yoga mat that does that. Like, this is just boring. There's no reason to, do, to, to open your emails. And you're not progressing your what's called sales argument. You're not building up day on day on day more reasons to buy it, more objections that you're overcoming. You're not actually building up a sales proposition to actually buy this thing. Some people will buy on day number one, and that's great because they'll not see the email that you send on day number two. But the poor sods who, who don't buy on email number one, which is most people, remember, just looking at the numbers, they'll see email number two. And they might have even read email number one and they need something fresh because the stuff you said in email number one wasn't enough information for them to click and go and buy. So you need a structure that allows you to put these sequences of emails together so you've got something fresh and interesting to say every single time you send that email. And if you, if you study campaign structure and different campaign structures, we're obsessed with creating innovative, interesting campaign structures, which keep people interested. Because at the end of the day, if every time you've got something on sale, you just say the same thing and just fill in the blanks with uh, with your product, it doesn't, it doesn't really get very exciting. You actually can get away with it. But if you build campaigns together where, oh, there's a video now. Oh, they want me to take a quiz. Like this becomes interesting content that people actually want to open. 
a really easy way to start doing this is to sit down and look at your product and say, what are, if I had to just stand on the street and shout something to get somebody's attention, what are all of the different ways that I could get their attention? So for example, if you were selling a course that was about, I don't know, YouTube or something, you could talk about the fact that it's like having your own television channel and more people now watch YouTube hours on uh, hours of YouTube than they do hours of telly. That's one angle. It could be about the fact that you get to um, sort of effectively hijack traffic from this massive from the second biggest search engine you want to find these different angles and that starts to give you this story arc you can create over the course of a campaign we use this thing called the svvc structure stands for seed validate verify and close it's a four phase structure to take all of our campaigns through again to make sure that every campaign like kennedy said is actually delivering something above and beyond what yesterday's email did and the day before's email did but without like without being a problem it you know still works on its own in case people missed yesterday's email the next one speaking of getting people's attention is to be able to write really good and compelling subject lines this is so important because at the end of the day we need to start by getting your emails open subject lines are one of the factors that not all of them but one of the fa factors that get your emails opened and so it's really important that again we learn how to write stuff that will grab people's attention and make them want to know more invoke curiosity it will make them need to answer the question that your subject line raises in the head it doesn't necessarily mean your subject line is a question but it means it raises questions subconsciously in their head like what is he talking about what is that oh my god i can't believe he's just said that there must be something else to it like basically curiosity comes by raising questions in somebody's mind even if that's on such a subconscious level they don't know it's happening so they're not going huh well what about this out loud but it's happening in their head somewhere and the best subject lines tend to invoke so much curiosity that that is why he can't possibly or she just can't possibly have said that can they or what what do they mean by this it raises all these questions layered on top of each other and the only way to solve that the only way to uh, to come to a conclusion on that is to open the email yeah and just take a look at the subject lines you're receiving does it make you go oh, okay and carry on with your day or does it make you go i wonder what on earth they're talking about or what is the answer to that question did you have to open that email up and just keep a, a little swipe file a little folder that you keep these things in and start studying subject lines and looking at the language that they're using uh, one of the other great things on subject lines is to use a specific thing like rather than saying i was watching tv last night or what i learned from watching the telly last night you might say what i learned from watching Shit's creek last night for example. So the specificity will, will help you there as well. The next one is about really understanding your audience's hot buttons. What do they really care about? They might, if for our audience, yes, they want to do email marketing, but you actually want the outcome of email marketing. But also your hot buttons might, we understand that your hot buttons might be around, is it going to be technically difficult? Is How do I come up with ideas for my content in my emails? Uh, what about how do I structure emails together? How do I make sales of my product? What if my business is different? Like we know all of these things. We spent time and we continue to fill a sheet full of all of these hot buttons that we know our audience has. Have you done that yet? If you haven't, definitely take some time, open up a, a page of, of a Word document or a Google document or whatever. And just write down all the things your audience's hot buttons are. Saving money, losing money, saving time, losing time, worrying about being too corporate, worrying about being too... Whatever it's going to be, all the different hot buttons that your audience has. And, the way, and when you've done that, that means in your emails, you can start 
putting a little bit of pressure, and I'm talking about a tiny, I'm talking about just prodding at those hot buttons by saying, buy this thing so you can, and then helping them overcome those hot buttons. Or push a hot button if you know something that excites them, and it's a positive hot button. A big thing that people, I think people mistake with hot buttons is they think of them as just the negative stuff. And it's not. There can be some really positive hot buttons about, for example, automating things. People love to automate things. So that's a positive hot button. The other thing that you really want to look for here is what type, and this ties back to offer creation, what types of offers are really hot buttons for your subscribers? Like if you know that you you particularly do really well when you're promoting somebody else's offer as an affiliate and you can wrap that up really well, then that gets your list whipped up into a frenzy, then amazing. If your uh, list, like we know, we've got friends whose lists basically only react to webinars. Like if they want to sell something, they've got to do a webinar and they're doing live webinars all of the time. Sometimes it's them, sometimes it's affiliates that they're promoting. But either way, they just know I can stick a thousand people on a webinar, but if I try and send them to a sales page, it just doesn't work. And partly that comes down to how you train them, but it also comes down to how you built the list and, and all those kind of things. So start to pay attention to when I do this, my list pay attention. There's stuff that we could promote to our audience that's really good products, but our list just won't engage with it. Not because the emails we send are rubbish, but just because the thing isn't a hot button for them. So look at what offers are particular hot buttons for them as well. Another thing you want to do is you really want to write as you talk. One of the things that we get a lot, and we take this as a compliment, <laughs> I think it's meant to be a compliment. People come up to us at events and they say, I can hear your bloody voice in my head whenever I read your emails. And that's kind of what you're going for. So our emails are really poorly written if they're being marked by a high school English teacher. But literally, what we are, what we would say is literally what comes out of our fingers. So that means that there is weird, you know, weird line breaks in odd places like I might say something and then on the next line say and and then put another line break in and then finish the sentence because I'm literally just writing as I talk um somebody I know is 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 uh really well Kennedy's very dyslexic but somebody I know is really like just struggles to write like the writing is bad Kennedy's managed to figure out how to write well as a dyslexic person somebody I know is just genuinely a bad writer there's little letters for the the word I like that level of 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 grammar uh, kind of missing if you like and his subscribers love receiving the emails because they just know oh well that's how he writes mm. and they just they just attach themselves to that and not everybody of course some people are going to get miffed with that and that's okay they can do one uh, because you want to build a, a, an audience of people who want to hear from you so you want to write the way that you talk and a really good tip on doing that we've talked about a few different ways and we can talk about it in more detail another time but is is to literally just sometimes record yourself and then just type out the words that you say or use a transcription service to do exactly exactly that and just tidy it up afterwards so right as you talk allows people to hear you the real you in their head rather than getting what i like to call the, the written equivalent of the telephone voice you know when your man picks up the phone and goes from like oh yeah oh yeah yeah oh but hang on the phone's ringing oh hello uh, hello hello <laughs> uh and suddenly you turn to somebody else so uh, make sure make sure you try and avoid doing that the next is editing What's lovely about email marketing is that what you type in that first time you type it out does not have to be what you send. It's not happening in real time. It's not a Facebook Live. It's not a live video. It's not a live talk you're giving in a seminar room full of people. You can type a bunch of stuff out and then you can delete a bunch of stuff, correct a bunch of stuff, and then hit send. 
you can get really good at editing. And one of the best things to learn to edit is the beginning of your emails. Because usually people do waffle on and not get into the action as quickly as they should. Get into the action, edit out any waffle, get to the point, move the story forward, show your personality and edit the living hell out of them. The final skill that you really need to master here is learning from other people and learning to model and just basically copy what works. I mean, copy in a good sense, not copying other people's emails verbatim without without permission, but like just using the the, the approach and the, the the strategies and stuff. And there's a real thing here where a lot of email marketing, a lot of marketing generally, but a lot of email marketing is the, like what works is the opposite of what you would expect to work. So if I said to you, you've got to email your subscribers every single day and that's going to make you more money than if you only email once a week. Most people would say, no, it won't. My subscribers will get pissed off with that. In other words, the stuff that really is revolutionary and, and really works only comes about because people are brave or stupid enough to test wild things. And some of those wild things work. And so you're going to get burnt quite a lot if you're constantly trying to invent the newest, you know, the light bulb of email marketing. Like if you're trying to come up with the new revolution, the new thing that nobody's ever seen before, you're going to get burnt. You're going to try loads of stuff that doesn't work. You're going to have a massive learning curve and you're going to fall down a lot of pitfalls. And so what you want to do, pitfalls, you want to fall down some pitfalls. You're going to get caught up in pitfalls. So what you want to, I don't know what that is. What is a pitfall? Anyway, what you want to do instead you is don't you, want want to, to you don't want to fall down one. You don't want to fall down one, whatever it is. What you want to do instead is pay attention to what other people are doing. And here's a little sneaky tip. Look at what people are doing. Look at what people are doing consistently because just because somebody's like running an ad or sending something this week doesn't mean it's still going to work next week. They might just be testing it and it doesn't work and then they never do it again. And you go, oh, well, I, you know, I saw Jeff do that, so that must be working. And now you're doing the thing that's broken. So make sure you're watching somebody who's doing it consistently and find a way to look behind the scenes in what they're doing as well. Because like if you see somebody's email campaign, chances are you're only going through one version of that email campaign. You're going through the version where you opt in on a Tuesday and you click on the second link link and you watch 10 minutes of that video and then you go back and you're going to see the emails they want you to see. So you want to find a way to be able to look behind the scenes in somebody's business so that you get to see exactly what that person goes through. And if they click on that, then what happens? And when you pull them out of that sequence and where do they go into that one? Because that way you're really truly being able to copy what's actually working. Yeah, be careful of copy, accidentally copying stuff that they tested and did not work. In fact, what's great is these skills are the types of skills that are highlighted in many of the books that are in our top 10 book recommendations list that we put together, which are about improving your email marketing. It's a free resource that we'll put together for you. Just go to emailmarketingheroes.com slash resources and you'll be able to get instant access to that and start actually learning these skills, putting the ideas into practice. And hey, if you learn one thing from each book, you'll be at least one point closer and have better emails automatically. Amazing. Now, if you want to come and chat about all of this stuff and more to do with email marketing, make sure you come and join our free Facebook group if you haven't already. I know lots of you are already members. Just go to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show community. It's totally free. We talk about all things email marketing and associated skills and even just like what films you watched over the weekend and fun stuff like that. Just search for the Email Marketing Show community or open a web browser and go to robandkennedy.group. However, now it's time for the subject line of the week. 
subject line, line of, of the week. week. Oh, it's me again. It's me again. Hello, everybody. Um, yes, so <laughs> I don't know what I was going on there. Um, so this one is quite an interesting one. It's The subject line is why you've got, uppercase, to stop learning. Now, again, this is going out to an email list of people who I teach stuff to, and I want to buy courses and memberships and programs for, from me. And so why would I say why you've got to stop learning? Well, actually, the, the message of the email is about you have to stop learning and start doing. So one of the things we do in one of my programs is we help people get stuff done. So that's the that's the truth inside of it. But why does, it, why does the subject line work so well? I think the reason it works so well, and the reason I intended it when I sent it, was it's the opposite of what people would expect me to do or to say why you've got to stop whatever it is if you teach gardening gardening why you've got to stop email marketing um but it could be i mean this is just broad why you've got to stop learning is, is something you could we could all do why you got to stop reading why you've got to stop listening why you've got it could be anything that everybody does so this week's subject line of the week is why you've got us what you've got to stop learning. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast because we're back with a brand new episode every single Wednesday and uh, we don't need to miss one. You didn't give us a chance to get in there with email marketing Wednesday. What's wrong with I'm you? I'm ste- stepping on his toes here. Uh, but we're here every single Wednesday. We don't want you to miss one. We know you're very busy. You've got loads of things to do, like ferrying kids to everything and washing up and everything you've got to do. So we don't want you to miss out on an episode. Just go and subscribe and make sure you share this on social media. Do you know what you could even do? You could take the link and just send it to some people who need to listen to this this because they're, they need to improve their email marketing in their business. We all know those people. Share this with them. Love it. See you next week.